Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Man, I've always wanted to do this. Gap, this is our own podcast. We get to do our own podcast. It's Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler. Uh, I don't know what to do. This is kind of new for us. Um, what, what do we do? Oh, sorry. Should we start again? What are you doing? <laughs> You're losing me, man. You're losing me. <laughs> that, was, that was what I was trying to do. Actually, this is podcast number 535. I'm serious about that, too, if you're a new listener. This is number 535, 11 years worth of Growing in Grace podcasts. Uh, you can find them at growingingrace.org. Yes, we're definitely not newbies here. Uh, that doesn't mean <laughs> that we uh, know it all. That's for sure. We're always growing, always learning. And uh, we feed off of each other. We teach each other. We learn from each other. And I'm not just talking about you and me, Cap, although we do a lot of that. But just in general, the body of Christ, we're meant to be here for each other. And that's a good thing. It is a great thing. And and we're, we're glad to be a part of, of uh, your learning um, and, and the encouragement that you give back to us. It's incredible. Uh, growingandgrace.org, all of those programs over the last 10 years or so. I think you said we were coming up on 11 years, right? We Have we hit that? We did hit yep, that. Yeah, this is uh, as of last week, the middle of this previous week. Uh, Feb- February 10th, I think, was our first one in the year 2005, in the year of our Lord. That's going by pretty fast, that's for sure, because it, it seems like we hit that 11-year mark just yesterday. <laughs> okay, we're... We're gonna. We're just trying to get our thoughts together here by being stupid. Um, <laughs> but we we last week, Joel, we we brought up a couple of religious talking points, and um, I got another one for you because religion is awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> religious talking points that are usually misaligned a little bit, and so I'm gonna throw another one at you because I used to say this one religiously. All the time, years ago, before coming into a greater knowledge and understanding of of the grace of the gospel. And that talking point is, is Jesus your Savior? And is he also your Lord? Because a lot of people, here's the talking point continuing here, a lot of people make Jesus their Savior, but have you made him your Lord? You ever hear that one? Yeah, because it's it's easy to make him your savior. Because I need saving, yes, and he's my savior. But now it's not just as easy as that. You got to make him your lord, <laughs> and it just sounds so hard. It's like, man, what's what am I coming into here? You told me that you know, coming to Christ, you know, all I need to do is believe, and it's so simple. But now you're throwing this, uh, you need to you need to make him your Lord now. You're throwing this out on me? Um, uh, it just sounds like an uphill climb uh, when somebody says something like that. So yeah, I used to use that line too, and I heard a lot of people in the, the circles that I ran around in. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad to be free of it. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about that today. 
I know we, we got to find something else to run around in besides <laughs> circles. I mean, because well, there are four you go, square You go nowhere churches. with those things, right? There are four. Going round and round. <laughs> um, so let's set this up before we, we address that issue of Lord and Savior. Let, let's set this up a little bit because, you know, the, the, sometimes we, we, uh, we'll say these things and we don't really stop to think about them. And I understand we, we all do it or we've all been exposed to it in some way, shape or form. So, so to lay the groundwork on this, I think, Joel, um, the word believe and the word trust, let, let's address those because they're, they're kind of huge, really, because the, what is it that is, quote unquote, required of us to become a, a believer? Well, this may sound ultra simple, but it, it's simply to believe. <laughs> That's what makes you a believer. Hmm. Um, and, think and about the that. word believe in the Greek, you know what it means? It means to believe. To believe. <laughs> yeah. It can also mean to have faith in or to trust. But I mean, we, we could go on for weeks just about, about believing, but believing really isn't a work on our part. The scripture is very clear about that. It, it's a response from the heart something that has already been done for us, but it, it's it's not something that we do per se to earn anything. We simply believe, have faith in, trust in something else that was done on our behalf. We submit to that. And so these are the kinds of things we want to get into, and then we'll continue to come back to uh, the is Jesus Lord or is he Savior? Yeah, yeah. Just on that, is faith a work thing? I mean, Paul did say that uh, we're saved by grace through faith apart from works. And so if we're saved by grace through faith apart from works, that means that faith is not a work. But, but like you said, it's a it's a response. We hear the truth. Maybe someone preaches it or someone shares the truth with us, and we agree that that's true. That's faith. That's believing. You believe that it's true. And so, uh, you know, that that's really what that word means, is that you— you agree that something is true. Well, I mean, there's probably a deeper meaning to it, but I mean, that's the general idea that we get when we believe. And faith is the same thing. If you look at the word to have faith, you know, that's a noun, or you can believe something, that's a verb. It's the same Greek word, just one one is the uh, the Greek, or, or one is the noun form of it, and one is the verb form of it. It's just, it's it's really that simple. So yeah, we could go on and on about that. But, you know, what does it mean then to believe? What are we believing in? Is it this, is it hard? Is it hard to believe? Or like you said, is it a response? Well, I, to me, Joel, as I said earlier, I, I think it's it's a response to something that's been done for us. And and uh, I mean, when when there was a change of priesthood, when they went from the the old Jewish system to what we now know as Jesus Christ, the new high priest. So when there was this change of priesthood, there was a change of law. So we went mm -hmm. from a law of works under the old covenant and the law that came through Moses uh, to a a new law, so to speak, that Paul referred to in, in Romans as, as the law of faith. So this this believing, that, because it, here's the thing, Joel, sometimes people will try to turn this into a work. Well, mm -hmm. you, you need to fully trust <laughs> mm -hmm. in God. And so some people sit there wondering because of their, their struggles or other things in life, they're, they're wondering... You know, they don't really feel like a spiritual giant, per se, compared to other people that seem to be. So they start wondering within themselves, where do I stand with God? Am I really trusting in him? And if I'm not, am I in trouble? And so am, am I really fully trusting it? You know, am I really fully 
trusting in, in God? Am, am, am I completely surrendering everything? We talked about some of that last week. And, and, and pretty soon we, we, we put ourselves into a tailspin and we wonder, gee, I, I wonder what God really thinks of me because I don't know if I'm being good enough here. I don't know if I'm believing well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you should never. <laughs> so, so we can even turn that into a work, you see. <laughs> Am I really believing? And some people, you know, they'll, they'll leave church and, and they'll be challenged on whether they're even a believer sometimes, directly or indirectly. And so, is Jesus Lord or is he Savior? Well, let's go to, to Romans 10, a passage many of us would be familiar with. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. With the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Joel, this this right here, Romans 10, 9 and 10, th- this really addresses pretty much the, the entire Lord and Savior thing. Because we've even turned Jesus, we've turned his lordship into a work. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> we've turned faith into a work, Jesus' lordship into a work. And in, in in the book of Romans here, in the, in, the, in the entire epistle, Paul is really making this contrast between the Jews who trusted in the law for salvation, uh, being ignorant of God's righteousness, seeking to establish their own. They have not submitted to the righteousness of God, whereas faith, salvation, you know, salvation comes through faith by believing, not by works, but by faith. And like you said, this those words right there in Romans 10, 9, and 10, it's so very simple. It's not a hard thing. And, he, and he's talking about here this, this word of faith that we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you know, they're, they're, they're going around preaching this word, this, this rima, as like some people like to bring that out, this word of faith that we preach. What is that word about faith? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. In other words, agree, acknowledge that Jesus is the Lord. doesn't say, make him your Lord. It says, doggone it, make him your Lord. You've believed, but now you need to, you believe that he's your Savior. Now make him your Lord. No, he already is Lord. Now just acknowledge that. Confess with your mouth. Acknowledge that he is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. It doesn't say, now make sure that you, have you, have you fully trusted? Have you fully believed? Have you made sure that there's not an ounce of disbelief or unbelief in your heart? You know, that the, that's these things that the church adds to make it difficult when really it's either you believe or you don't. And like you said, people have struggles. We have things that we go through. I remember, you know, you know, at the beginning of our program, it says, do you ever wonder where you really stand with God? I was there. Years ago, I wondered where I stood with him, and it was because of this, because of a lot of these things that were being taught. And I wondered, do I really believe? I mean, if I'm doing all these other things that I shouldn't do, do I really believe? And I realized, uh, as time went on and I got more grounded in the grace of God, yes, I really do believe in God. Sure, I struggle with some stuff, but I really do believe, and it's really not that difficult. Yeah, I mean, he, he is your Savior. And he is your Lord. You don't make him those things. Right. Um, now, you might be thinking, well, but we have to confess that Jesus is Lord. Sure. I mean, Jesus is Lord, not because you're making him Lord. Is it like what you were talking about, Joel? And, and Lord simply means a master, someone who's an owner, 
one who is Lord uh, in, in, in cer- certain cultures, especially over the centuries. Sometimes, you know, if you were a, a slave, you would refer to your owner as, as master or Lord. And I'm looking in a Greek lexicon here, Joel, and there's a note, uh, Lord, like even in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, this, this Greek word, he to whom a person or things or a thing belongs about which he has the power of deciding. He, he's, he's your owner. Uh, he has taken ownership of you. He is Lord, and every knee will bow and confess one day that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's, it's not just that he's Lord of your life, because your life, it was taken away. You died. You were placed into Christ, and now it's his life in you. And if it's his life in you, guess who's Lord of that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is Lord and Savior. We didn't make him that way. He just is. Yeah, I I, th- I think that sums it up perfectly. He just is. Jesus is Lord. Well, uh, more religious talking points uh, to discuss next week. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the idea of whether or not Jesus wants us to literally pick up our own cross and follow him. And part of that discussion had to do with the idea of you know how people say that we're to be followers and disciples of Jesus. But of course, Jesus had carefully described, as we talked about, this list of rigid requirements <laughs> that it took to be like him in order to be his disciple. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Are we to be followers and disciples of Jesus? That's next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.